I'm Hazel Goodman, and welcome to The Winner's Call. I am so excited to share God's Word with you today. He led you to this podcast because He has great plans for your life. You are born to win, born to reign in life. You are no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. I'm born to win. I'm born to reign in life. You are blessed. You are blessed. I'd like to start this podcast with this scripture, Revelations chapter 5, verse 12. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive for you and me power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. So I say it again, you are blessed. The blessing is God's gift to every believer. But how do we connect with it? right? How can we experience the blessing in our lives in a tangible way, you know, consistently? Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, I want to stop right here and say one thing. The blessing, when we are blessed, it's not just for ourselves, right? It is so that we can be a blessing to others. Now, no doubt at the age of 75 with no children, Father Abraham had to have wondered how this blessing was going to happen in his life right? How would he become the father of many nations? When we read certain promises of God in the Bible, we may wonder ourselves, you know, how's it going to happen? How's that going to be real in my life? Or is it going to happen in my life? For example, when you hear 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed and your body is challenged with sickness and pain. Or you hear the preacher say that God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus but your bank balance is frighteningly low and your unpaid bills are piling high and screaming back at you. Now, at times like that, you may tell yourself, healing sounds great, prosperity sounds great, but how am I going to get there? To your mind, it looks impossible. Anybody who lives by faith has felt like that at some point on the journey. And that's why we're told in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, fight the good fight of faith because the devil brings doubt and fear to every believer's mind. But the determined believer rejects it and obeys the biblical instruction that says in James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when that evil spirit of fear comes, you boldly say, fear, I resist you in the name of Jesus. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And I am more than a conqueror. Everything God has spoken shall come to pass in my life. Amen. Now, how to experience the blessing? Number one, obey biblical and prophetic instructions. Speaking of Father Abraham, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 4, So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. You see, we must make up our minds to believe God and to do what God tells us by his word or his anointed servants, regardless of how it looks. 
right? And by anointed servants, I mean, you know, your pastor, your, the preacher that God has put in your life. There's someone that he has put in your life to shepherd you. And so we don't go by how we feel or what, how things look or what we think. We go by what God is saying to us. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And in Isaiah verse 119, the Bible says, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So God speaks to us by his word. He speaks to us by, by the, the shepherds he put in our lives. As we make our own quiet time with him, the Holy Spirit who is indwelling us speaks to us. But now what we have to do is make that quiet time to sit with the Holy Spirit and the word. You know, perhaps just reading the Psalms or meditating on a verse of scripture that deals with our situation. And as we do that, we hear God's still small voice. We will know what to do. As we do that, you know, our spirit is enlightened. There's a witness in your spirit and you know what to do. Number two, how to experience the blessing. Believe what God has said about you. There is something God has said about you. He's revealed it to you from his word. Romans chapter 4, verse 3. Romans chapter 4, verse 3 says, Abraham believed God. You and I have to believe what God has spoken concerning us. We receive everything from God through faith. You know Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we have to come by faith. We have to believe that what he has spoken shall come to pass in our lives. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 21, one of my favorite scriptures. Listen, Romans 4, 17 to 21. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now listen. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform." I love that. He staggered not at the promise of God. In other words, he wasn't second-guessing God. He wasn't doubting that what God said was going to come to pass. You know, the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 28, the Lord says, if you obey and serve me, I will set you on high above all nations of the earth. You don't have to know how that's going to happen. How is God going to set me on high? How is my business going to be, you know, above all nations of the earth? You don't have to know how. Your job is to believe God and keep working on it. Keep working on that business. Keep working on your career. Keep working on your talents, your gifts, your skills, whatever he has deposited in you. Keep working on it. He will make the way. When God calls you something, that's who you are. You may not look like it. You may not feel like it. But God's word is the truth, no matter what you and I can see or feel. And that's how it was in Abraham's life. And that's how it is in ours. If God calls us overcomers, and he does in John, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, then that's what we are. We aren't going to become overcomers one of these days. We already are because God said so. If we've made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives, we are born of God 
And he said, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That's you and me. Come on, say with me, I'm an overcomer. Say it again. I'm an overcomer. One more time. Let's say it like this. In the name of Jesus, I am an overcomer. And yes, you are. Abraham understood that principle. He understood it. Now, number three, number three, we're looking at how to experience the blessing tangibly in our lives. Let the word of God take over your mind. Let the word of God take over your mind. Study and meditate on God's word until it takes over your mind. Then nothing will be able to shake your confidence in what he has spoken. We will be like Abraham, being not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. So Abraham didn't focus on his negative circumstances. He didn't meditate on his 100-year-old body or his barren, beautiful wife. No, he fixed his mind on God's promises. He meditated on what God said until that word of blessing controlled his mind. Abraham's thinking was so dominated by and saturated with the blessing that when God told him to sacrifice Isaac, his only son that he had waited 25 years for, he didn't even flinch. He was able to march up on that Mount Moriah with confidence. Why? Because he figured that after he obeyed God's command and sacrificed his son, God would raise him up. <laughs> How do we know? How do we know that's what Abraham was thinking? Because Hebrews 11, verses 17 to 19, listen to it in the New Living Translation, tells us, listen, it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Verse 18, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Verse 19, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. So you see, he had total confidence in God, total confidence that God would be able to make it happen no matter what, that his son would be resurrected. It was a test. And so very often what you and I may pass through are tests. Will I give up on God? Will I throw in the towel? Will I say, oh, you know, this can't happen. What's going on here? Start to doubt, start to speak doubt. It's a test. No, no, you won't give up. No, you are blessed. And you know, blessed means empowered to succeed. So by his word, God has given us his word. He has given us the Holy Spirit. That is our empowerment. When you think about it, Abraham's attitude was amazing because he didn't know what we know about God. He'd never seen or heard of God raising anyone from the dead. But he was so fully persuaded that God would keep his promise to make him a father of many nations through Isaac that he expected the impossible to happen because the impossible had already happened. He'd already given birth to Isaac at 100 years old. If Abraham could be that fully persuaded, how much more should we be? We have inherited the same blessing. 
ours has been guaranteed not just by the blood of animals like Abraham's was, but by the blood of Jesus Christ, his own son. And what's more, we don't have to believe God with our own natural mind like Abraham did. As born-again believers, we can think supernaturally. Because the Bible says in Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of the anointed one. That same kind of divine mind is available to us, but we have to take it by faith. We must speak God's word over our minds and say things like, I thank God my mind is as anointed as the mind of Jesus. The blessing is working in me now. The blessing is working in me now. And an anointed mind is part of my blessing. Praise God, I have a brilliant mind. Then we must act on it. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. And all of those things are found in the Word of God. Once we start engaging that instruction, scriptural promises like the ones in Deuteronomy 28 will begin to manifest in our lives. You know, that chapter spells out in detail the things that are included in the blessing. It says, for example, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. Hey, that's our children. Blessed shall be our basket and our store. That's our businesses. Blessed shall thou be coming in and blessed shall thou be going out. The Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hand to. Hallelujah. Now, do we really believe God will do these kinds of things for us? I believe, because the blessing of Deuteronomy 28 is our blessing. It has come upon us through Jesus Christ. And if we'll connect with it like Abraham did, it will do for us what it has always done. If we'll fill our anointed minds with it by meditating on those verses and speaking them over ourselves, speaking them over our lives, speaking them over our children until we are fully persuaded, no matter how impossible our circumstances might appear to be, that blessing belongs to us and it will surely come to pass. It will do for us the same thing it once did for Abraham and it will empower us to be fruitful, to multiply and have dominion in every area of our lives. You know, there's a testimony I want to share with you from uh, Kenneth Copeland. I love Kenneth Copeland, as many of you do, one of our great fathers of the faith. Listen to what he shares here. He says, when I was diagnosed with degenerative joint disease a few years ago, for example, I knew I had to connect with the blessing to turn that condition around. So I did exactly what Abraham did. I considered not my body that was screaming in pain. I focused on the blessing of God. I fixed my mind and my mouth on the fact that I was healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2.24 
I call things that be not as though they were. I said, I'm healed. And I said it not just once or twice, but countless times, month after month. I won't kid you, it wasn't easy. Sometimes I hurt so bad I thought I'd have to stuff a rag in my mouth to keep myself from talking about it. I'd sit on my back porch with heating pads wrapped around my legs and turn the heat up as high as it would go, hoping the heat would hurt bad enough to distract me from the pain in my joints. It took effort to speak words of faith during that time. I was tempted to say things like, Oh, dear God, how long must I be in pain like this? How long before my healing comes? But I didn't do that. I stuck with the truth. I locked on to the blessing and refused to let go. I connected with that blessing by speaking, believing, and acting on the word of God. And sure enough, the impossible happened. I have MRIs to prove it. One shows my body with degenerative joint disease and ruptured disc in my back. The other, done sometime later, shows all the diseases gone and all the discs healed, regenerated, and standing tall. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's the kind of thing that happens when we put our faith in what God has said. We open the door to the blessing of God and His goodness pours into our life. Sickness becomes health. Poverty becomes wealth. We start living like the overcomers God has blessed us to be. We discover for ourselves the lesson Abraham learned thousands of years ago. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God thanks. Let's give God thanks. Let's give him thanks that we are blessed, that we are empowered to succeed, that the blessing is working in our lives. Come on, begin to give him thanks. Begin to give him praise. Father, we thank you. Mighty God, we praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And as you go, know that God's Holy Spirit is going before you to make safe, to make joyful, to make successful your way. As you go, remember that all things are working together for your good. As you go, I decree that the blessing of God is going before you, opening doors of favor, connecting you with your destiny helpers. As you go, remember you're the head, not the tail. You're above, not beneath. The supernatural blessing of God is locating you, turning things around in your favor, and you will always know what to do as you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. You are born to win, born to reign in life. You're no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. I love you. God bless you. Remember to subscribe. If this ministry is a blessing to you, please visit hazelgoodmanministries.org and sow your love offering.